Mike and Mike were honored in our own backyard this past Friday. But it's not the Mike and Mike you would think. It was Mike Sharnas, the former football coach at Alta Vista, who helped them win a couple of state championships thanks to current Cleveland Brown and former Kansas City Chief and Virginia Cavalier Juan Thornhill. And Mike Cartolero, who also helped Virginia or helped Alta Vista win a couple of basketball championships during that era, plus the 2004 team that was honored. Boys and girls actually were both honored for that. So makes me feel old to see those type of people being honored for what they have accomplished in their tenure. And I'm curious if it is the same feeling for our next guest, Ben Cates of newsadvance.com. Ben, when you see those type of luminaries in the high school sphere being honored, sphere being honored, like Mike Cartolero and Mike Shornis, do you feel as old as I feel? <laughs> Um, maybe not quite as old as you feel, um, and, but, but yes, it does. Um, these are guys that, um, coaches that, that have been around for so long who have made um, an incredible impact not only on Alta Vista but on um, area athletics and have really put their mark um, on athletics throughout the state in the Virginia High School League as well. Um, and then these, these are also guys who, like, throughout my tenure as a reporter have kind of always been around. Um, and so to, to see them honored at, at Vista in their Hall of Fame, um, I think it's pretty um, important for a lot of people in that community. You know, um, I'm, I never cease to be amazed by how well Altavista treats athletics. Um, and, and, you know, it's just it, they take it, take it very seriously and always do a good job in presenting athletics. Um, and, and the people of Alta Vista, it, it means so much to them as well. The, those figures, um, those athletes that you mentioned as well. Um, and when you come from a small town like that, I think, you know, it's just, it's, it's just really important who your heroes are. And Alta Vista has had a lot of them that are really good people. You mentioned that. I've been to some games down there, especially back in the day in that 2004 team, I remember, because that was when I was in high school. Um, I'm dating myself, of course, here in the fast lane with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com here to serve as our witness of that. But um, you referenced that. I- I've been to Appomattox. I've seen, you know, heck, a lot of people turn out when Bray Carrico signed with Virginia Tech, the softball pitcher a few months ago, and we'll try to connect with her toward the back half of that season. But uh, how much does that make the Dogwood District? We talk a lot about the Seminole District justifiably so, but the Dogwood District, one of the more special ones, the quality of play is real high, and I would imagine that has a lot to do with the fact that that's a district where there's a lot of community buy-in. Yeah, you can point to just about every school really in the Dogwood District at some point, even in the past 10, 15, 20 years, and say, this person came from this school, this person came from that school, um, and who have, who have really made an impact um, at the collegiate and at the pro levels. Um, and that's really special, you know, when you think about, you know, I know there's, there's not too much love loss between schools like Gretna and Alta Vista, but when you think about um, the number of athletes who have come from those two places, um, it is remarkable. Um, you know, Alta Vista, especially for a town of, of, of 3,000 people, to have enough legitimate inductees into a Hall of Fame to where you can have it every year or every other year, it, that, that's really special because a lot of those people, you know, may not have gone, to, may not have gone to, to pro careers, but they 
were meant so much to their communities while they were in high school because they did such special things. And um, there are just a ton of athletes who have come from that area. And I think that's pretty remarkable for the town that size. Yes, literally there is only one Thorn, one one Thornhill, but there is also very often only one type of per- person of that caliber in any of these communities that goes on to have a story college and NFL career like that. And that's a topic for a separate time. But you referenced Gretna and Alta Vista in the rivalry. We saw the Gretna Hawks go into Alta Vista and get a victory this past weekend, Friday. We also saw... Rustburg, top team in the Seminole District. Boys, they lost at Heritage in what you might consider to be a mild upset. Are we seeing favorites in the district return to the pack, or are we seeing these other teams start to get a grasp on what some of the top teams are doing and maybe sharpening them up for state tournament play as well? Yeah, it's very interesting how um, at the back end of the regular season now, when games left for most teams, some teams only three in the regular season, starting to see a little bit more parity um, in, in those districts at the top. Um, and you're starting to see even teams that are, that are at the top are, you know, vulnerable in certain, uh, on, on any given night. And, um, you know, that's, that's good for the district. may not be so good for the top teams, but it's still the, the kind of, you know, that it's, it's this part of the season where, you know, if you're going to take a loss, you've got to take it to a district opponent um, at this time and learn your lesson and get better because the postseason is right around the corner. Um, and so, you know, both of those both of those teams we talked about, Alta Vista um, was able to get back to form on Saturday against Craig McClure. Heritage is um, extremely hot right now, having knocked off um, Rustburg, which was previously undefeated in the Seminole District with a 10-0 record in, in district play. Um, and, you know, Heritage and Alta Vista go at it tonight in what I expect will be a very good one. It certainly will. You mentioned that. That's going to be a spicy matchup, maybe the matchup over the next couple of days before we get to your typical Friday district action. And we're discussing it with NewsAdvance.com reporter Ben Cates. With us here in the fast lane, Ben, pivoting away from that to LCA, they had four athletes signed today, but the most notable one was Weston Woodard, who ended up choosing to go with Liberty University. Uh, How much of this is an upside play on a guy who played hard and well, but seems like he's also got physically speaking room to grow as a six foot five 240 pound lineman yeah um just a big kid and a very physical kid and somebody who really came on this year and had a great year for for lca you know lca goes undefeated um 14 and 0 and wins the class three state title and it's guys like that um who who really make a difference i think um, LCA gave up on average uh, roughly eight points per game um, in t- 2023, and you're not going to lose too many games when you're giving up eight points and scoring like 40 some. Um, and so, just a just a dominant year for them. And and everybody talks about getting Davidson, and sure he makes all that offense go, and he's a he's he's been really great on defense as well. Um, but when you guys we have guys like Western Woodard coming in there. Um, and with with just playing really intelligent football and just really really nose to the grind, 
um, you know, that that's the kind of guy who you're going to see at the Division One level probably make an impact at some point in his college career. Well, and you've covered the Liberty Flames as I have, and they're a program that they've got a lot of guys that you might describe as undersized athletic defensive linemen. They weren't as big this past year as they were during the Hugh Freeze era, and some of that's just the difference in recruiting philosophy. But how much does Western Woodard going, go to maybe counter that for Liberty in a good way by bringing in a guy that has the, the mentality and the physical stature to play a physical brand that could open up those other athletes. Yeah, I think when you're um, if, if you're if your coach is at Liberty, you're looking at that kid and like you said, the upside, and you see what he's done in high school, and you know he's pretty tough for the level that he's played at, um, and you know that you can make him tougher. And um, if that is the case, um, which it probably will be, um, you've got you've got a boost on your hands. You know, and um, and that's you know that's that's pretty simplified answer um, to your question. But but yeah, I think when you've got guys like that coming in who have been nothing but tough so far, um, if you can make them tougher and and beef them up for the collegiate level, then uh, you've got something really special in your hands. It is a good thing, much like the insight of Ben Cates with us here in the Fast Lane. Ben, our pleasure to chat with you. Thank you for being flexible with the schedule this week. We look forward to chatting again soon, and we will keep up with your work, of course, at newsadvance.com and Ben Cates 8 on Twitter. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate you guys. It's our pleasure. Ben Cates stepping in to the Fast Lane. From that to the pro version of football. We'll discuss that momentarily with Bryant McFadden. CBS Sports, NFL, and college football analyst. He's been to the big games. He's out there in Las Vegas. So curious to get his take if it is as raucous as Candy Waller mentioned yesterday in the fast lane. So we'll ask him about that when we return here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. By the way, hit us up. We'll try to get to some of this tomorrow or Friday. Fast lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Insta.